Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. You're going to love this, Marvin. Jody Stesic. Everybody's going to love Jody Stesic. He's a stunt performer, most recently seen in a variety of stunts in the Oscar-winning feature, The Revenant. Teamwork is huge on a movie set, especially for stunt performers. The teamwork is a huge part, but it's also yourself as far as discipline. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? You start working a lot and you're getting your paychecks and you're kind of frivolous and you know like, oh, this is great. We're, you know, I'm making good money. I'm doing what I love. It's, I get to make believe. And then somewhere along the line, it turns into a job, which isn't a bad thing and you get more serious about it. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and joining me, as always, is our co-host, my good friend, your good friend, Fred Keating. I'm in Edmonton, Canada today, and Fred is in Vancouver, Canada. We're doing this over-the-mountain Skype sort of thing. And the reason I'm in Edmonton is because I'm lucky enough to have caught up with somebody very special. Tell me, Fred, about our guest. You're going to love this, Marvin. Jody Stesic. Everybody's going to love Jody Stesic. He's a stunt performer, uh, most recently seen in a variety of stunts in the Oscar-winning feature, The Revenant. And Jody has some stories to tell about what it takes to be successful as a stunt performer in feature films and television. Welcome, Jody. Thanks, Fred. Nice to be here. Hey, Fred. We are actually standing outside a construction zone where there's a lot of steel going up and we're going to return to that thought in a moment because of course Jody is a stuntman but first you know one of the recurring themes that we've talked about on monetizing our creativity a lot is this whole idea of serendipity and it's kind of a story that I wanted to share with our listeners because it's actually through serendipity that I originally met Jody and it's because I was working on a safety campaign for a municipality and as part of that campaign, we were producing a safety video, and I came up with this creative concept, and I thought, hey, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if we could do a video where we talked about how a stuntman in the movies can get hit by a car and actually survive, but then have him explain why a normal person couldn't do that. So don't try this at home, in other words. Exactly. Don't try this at home. So... I located Jody and said, how about do you want to do this? And oh, by the way, I'm also looking for somebody who's actually been hit by a car, survived, and wants to tell that story about how he got messed up and how you didn't. And Jody, what happened next? Uh, well, what happened next was quite a coincidence, I guess, because uh, after uh, Marvin said he wanted to get a hold of somebody that had also been hit by a car, it just so happened my brother was hit by a car. Um, at the time, when I talked to Marvin, probably about seven years prior, so um, he ended up talking to myself about how not to, and he ended up talking to my brother about what it was like to actually been struck by a car and survive. Yeah, so it was really quite cool how Jody explained to us how he can be hit by a car and not get messed up. Why don't you actually tell me about this, because we're standing out here in this parking lot with this construction going on, but there are all these vehicles standing around. Why is it, Jody, that these vehicles can hit you and you can survive? 
Well, there's a few things that we do to the vehicles. One important thing being is that the driver of the vehicle is also a, a stunt driver, and there's a, there's a lot of technique involved with driving the car that's going to hit the person as well. Um, as far as safety stuff that we do to the car, you know, we take off the windshield wipers, we take, we take off any hood ornaments. Um, sometimes we reinforce the glass a little bit with some mylar just so that the, the person that is getting hit doesn't go through the glass and land on the person driving's lap. Um, there's those little things. Um, there's a few little tricks of the trade that we're, we're taught as stunt people and as stunt drivers to keep us safe. You know, we also wear a lot of padding. We're fortunate enough, you know, we, we try and we communicate with our wardrobe department and we try and get them to give us the, the best clothing, you know, as far as like maybe a baggy jacket, some baggy pants, um, something with a little bit of room to put some pads under because you definitely need to wear protective gear when you're going to get hit by a car. It's, it, you're, you're really battling a... Uh, a no-win situation, so we try and turn it into a, a win situation. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I can hear the construction there, Marvin, and, and knowing how particular you are about atmospherics, you're not going to put Jody in any kind of compromising position on the construction site, are you? Well, I think we're going to have him talk to us in a few minutes about work at heights. But you know what? This is Canada, and this is winter, so I think what we're going to do now is actually go stand... Let's go sit inside your vehicle. Let's go sit inside your truck, Jody, and let's continue that conversation where it's actually a little bit warmer. So, Fred, uh, we're just going to get into the vehicle now. Oh, yes, this is much better. Well, Jody, you're actually from Edmonton, Canada. You do work in movies and television all over the world. Tell us how you got your start. Um, I got my start. I was a springboard diver when I was a kid and, and did hockey uh, just all around just athletic stuff you know I don't know what it was I just I, I wanted to do stunt work I kind of watched the TV and saw some cool stuff on the TV and and uh, I ended up doing a lot of my friends uh, when I was diving when they finished their amateur diving career when they turned 18 19 years old and were done high school they would do these live stunt shows and travel around the world and I and I, I love to travel and I thought well what a great way to get my foot in the door with some experience of doing some stunts and to tr and to travel into different parts of the world. So I just I can't, I got some names from them and of some companies that would hire us to go and do these live stunt shows. And um, yeah, I, I I worked in my first show was in Eastern Canada, which was nice because I was just 19. It was my first trip away from home, um, so it was kind of just good way to get my my feet wet. And then um, the following summer, I went to England and I lived just outside of England for five months and and did a show out there and traveled a lot of a lot of Europe on my days off. Now you've worked on uh, quite a number of of big productions. One that I think is very notable is The Revenant, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a recent release. Tell us what it was like working on that film. Uh, you, you know what? It was a great experience working on that film. It was, for me, it was movie making done on a such a, a an unbelievable scale, a different scale that I'd never seen before. Um, you know, like you said, I'd worked on some different stuff. I've worked on some, some low-budget, you know, student films, and I've, then I've worked on some other higher-budget stuff as well, all different range. But this was movie-making like I'd never seen before. Anywhere from just the skill level of the crew was... He had like the A-list of crew between Vancouver and the Alberta crews that was there. Just a great experience to work with these guys. Uh, tough to work with, tough show like I'm sure a lot of people have read on the internet. And But I mean, working in Alberta, you kind of get used to tough locations and tough conditions. You know, we're we're working on mount we're working in mountains and it's blizzardy and it's cold and it's snowy. So, you know, it, it definitely was tougher and... 
to some extent. We did see, I, I will say this, I did see some parts of Alberta that I had not seen before, and we really do live in an amazing, amazing province. Jody, I'm interested in uh, asking you about the various tools in your stunt tool kit. Uh, I know some stunt folks are, are known for certain specialties, whether it be uh, pyro or uh, hand-to-hand combat or, or trick riding or driving. What, uh, what do you specialize in and what are some of the uh, other lesser skills that you have but are still capable of doing under a, a, a masterful uh, stunt director? I'm a bit of a gear hound. I have gear everywhere and equipment everywhere. My wife hates it. If you name a piece of sporting equipment, there's a good chance that I have that piece of equipment. Um, We never know, as a stunt performer, we really never know what we're getting hired for. Uh, They call us and they're like, hey, are you available to do this? Unless it's something that's super specialty, but a lot of the time, it's everything is so general that you have to be prepared as a stunt performer. And I think over the last you know, 19 years that I've been doing this, I've tried to groom myself and be a better performer. And just, you know, like I I just, I went skiing last week to Whistler for the first time in 20 years because I want to, you know, pick up my skiing again and, and brush up on those skills. You know, I'm 42 years old and I'm learning how to ski again. So for us, it's, you're always learning new skills. Um, you know, fighting is another skill that you can never know enough of. Uh, right now I'm doing a knife fight in, um, in Vancouver doubling an, an actor and and it's the same thing you know you're, you're I'm watching YouTube videos of what's the latest moves with the knife and you know what can be done with this and that so you're always honing skills and you're always buying equipment and buying new gear and the technology in the gear is getting better and better so what about things like dangling from high places and falling from high places you know kind of the reason why we're doing this interview next to this construction site where they have all of the steel work going up is that the sort of thing that you do as well yeah i definitely have done uh definitely been dangled from high spots uh suspended from higher elevations they usually have what's called a jerk vest um it's quite common that's probably one of the most common tools that most stunt performers will carry it's kind of a a stunt performer 101 when you when you get into stunts you need to go buy yourself a jerk vest it's kind of hard to explain without seeing it it's a it's a vest that fits on you like a harness but it's a full vest and it has a whole bunch of different pick points and all these pick points are different points to be suspended on or ratcheted on or hand pulled on and they're all it's all industrial grade sewing so you know it doesn't doesn't give way but it's um it fits underneath your wardrobe so it's well hidden it's really really thin it's made out of i guess a lot of it's made out of like parachute stuff yeah just high grade material that doesn't rip obviously so that's kind of a a, a thing that everybody should get and that's what they would use to suspend myself from again this like that construction site that along with uh, the special kind of wires a lot of times it's cable industrial air airplane cable or now they've switched to another another kind of composite called um, tech and it is basically a lot of saline stuff a lot of saline equipment is used for the rigging because it's it is so strong and it's doesn't cut like cable as far as like cutting the person there's a lot of technicalities as to which one you would use for which which application but um, they're both really really good in addition to the tools that you have and the gear that you've got jody it still comes back to the 
the general level of fitness and athleticism of the uh, stunt person himself or herself, yes? The general um, athleticism of most of the stunt performers uh, that work in Vancouver and Alberta is, is at a high level. You know, that's one thing that we kind of get maybe uh, pigeonholed or stereotyped as is these adrenaline-type junkies. But really, if you were to, uh, you know, follow one of us around for a week or so, you'd see that we're actually professional athletes or we like to call each other or call ourselves industrial athletes you know we go out and train uh, just as hard as uh, an Olympic athlete does and we also need the kit you know, we take care of our bodies just like an, a, an Olympic athlete does as well you know putting the right things in the body getting the right amount of sleep seeing the right physicians and doctors and physiotherapists um, for all that so you know it's it really is a, a constant training for a stunt performer like I said with the whole buying the different gear you can buy the gear but you also need to know how to use it so you're also training with that gear as well let's back up a little bit if you don't mind Jody we talked about the Revenant a couple of minutes ago and what would be the next biggest movie that you performed in and what was your role there? Uh, I guess Inception was probably the next biggest one. It was also with Leonardo DiCaprio. That was a, a lot of fun. I wasn't on that one as much as I was on The Revenant, but it was still a, a great experience. Again, another one shot in, in Alberta with Alberta Cruz. Just a great experience. I had done a really, really cool gag on that one from a mountain called Yamneska Mountain where myself and another performer, uh, my friend Brent, were suspended from the top of the Amnesca. We were suspended there about 80 feet or 100 feet down from the top of it, and then we were put on 30 feet of slack and uh, with a quick release. And uh, my buddy was above me, and I was tied to him, and he pulled the quick release, and we free, fall, we free fell about 30 feet before the lines kicked in and, and grabbed us. And the sequence was the whole sequence in the movie where two guys are rappelling down the side, and the avalanche comes over, and, and, and they they cut themselves loose from the rappel so they don't get smashed against the rocks. Pretty neat sequence, and they shot it all from a helicopter. Now, Jody, this brings up a subject that we like to talk a lot about on monetizing your creativity, and that's the topic of teamwork. You're obviously working in a team there, and trust, I guess, would have been a, a, a big thing at stake. Yeah, it's huge. Teamwork is huge on a movie set, especially for stunt performers, because you're quite often working with uh, another stunt performer or you're working with the special effects department, or you're working with the stunt riggers, uh, or sometimes all of them. The special effects guys are the ones that are going to rig the explosions, the cars that you're driving, they're rolling, or you know whatever the case may be. So you really want to work with guys that you trust and know that can get the job done and that have experience. Likewise with the riggers, these are the guys that are suspending us from the high the high places. So you need to, you know, you want to get to know those guys and be their friends and help them out and also have a certain amount of knowledge yourself to uh, to come into the, the situation with. Jody, a couple minutes ago you used the term gag. And am I correct in assuming that's what the stunt people refer to uh, in terms of uh, each specific stunt is called a gag? Yeah, that's kind of our lingo for for when we have to go to work and do something and we just call it a gag. Well, this is a bit of a shot in the dark. When I hear the word gag, of course, you think of... Uh, of fooling somebody, you know, pulled a gag on somebody. And in fact, the putting you in pretty risky situations that you may have to repeat six or seven times for different camera angles. I could understand the use of the term gag, meaning 
what we're pretending to do for the audience in a sense just a guess no absolutely that's a lot what we're what we're doing we are we are we live in the land of make-believe we are pretending several of my friends you know they have uh little kids and stuff and they ex- try to explain to them what i do and they watch a movie and they see people getting hurt and then they kind of explain to me that it's no no it's it's uncle jody or it's mr jody that's that's doing that he's not actually hurt you know he they'll see my face get shot in a movie and you know freaks them out um, I can't remember who it was, but I had one friend like that. They were a little kid, maybe 10 years old, 8 years old, was watching a movie, saw me get shot and die in, in the movie and kind of freaked him out a little bit. And then I came over a couple of days later just to just to kind of be like, hey, no, I it was me, but that's what I do for a living. I make believe. So what I'm hearing, Jody, is that really for all the the risks that are real, very real, stunt people are not the kind of... Uh, devil-may-care types, these risks are carefully calculated in order to make sure that you can get up safely and do it again six or seven times if you need to. Absolutely, Fred. Yeah, they are calculated as much as, you know, things have changed so much in the industry since I started out. A lot of it was trial and error and, you know, you don't always know exactly what's going to happen. There's, there's so many different variables in a stunt. And what our job is as a stunt performer and a stunt coordinator is to eliminate as many of those variables as possible. Uh, there's always a sense of risk. There's always a sense of something that could possibly go wrong. So when I go into a stunt and I'm coordinating it, I try and think of all the things that could go wrong and I try and eliminate those things, whether it's, you know, oh, you should tape up your ankle because you're jumping down four or five feet or, oh, you know, the car hit thing. Let's take off the, the windshield wipers because you don't want those to get hung up on any of your wardrobe and then you're stuck on the on the car when you should be, you know, flying off of it. Um, so there's there's a lot of different things like that that you eliminate. But there's also the 10% of things that you just, you don't foresee. And those are, that comes with a lot of experience, which is why a lot of the older guys that are coordinators are really good coordinators because they've done a lot of stunts and they've seen a lot of things go good and they've seen a lot of things go bad. Your insurance premiums must be astronomical. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Certainly that's the kind of conversation that we often have here. That is the the business end of the phrase show business and the cost, whether it be financial or emotional or in your case, physical as well, of pursuing the career that you've chosen. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I've spent, a, I've, I mean, if you want to look at the big picture and what money I've spent and put into it, it's kind of one of those deals where, you know, like a lot of the times we'll go into a movie set and we don't always do crazy, super risky stuff. There's days when we do it's easier things and it's only we're only there because it's an actor that you, you they can't afford to get hurt and he twists an ankle they have to shut down production for a week or whatever the case may be so we're we're there you know i want to say 50% of our time is is fairly or what we think is easy stuff but then there's the other 50 is where we're we're getting hit really hard and taking a beating and um i've spent a lot of money on courses over the years driving courses um, you know martial arts courses it's not something that I just decided that uh, I wanted to do and then just started doing it and got to where I am now just on my skill level when I was young 
alone. I had to develop my skills over the years. Like I said, driving, martial arts. I used to skydive. Just any kind of you know snowboarding, skiing, anything to to do to hone my skills. And I spent that's cost a lot of money. You know, like when you take your family out skiing or you or you go to martial arts, all that stuff takes a lot of money. So that's the part that people don't see. You know, some of the crew, some of the people, some of the uh, you know people watching a movie. You don't realize how much money and how much time and how much you know birthday parties I've missed and family get-togethers I've missed because I've been either working or training um you know it's a it's a I know it sounds it's not a it's not a cop-out of a a sad like oh poor me poor me but definitely missed a lot of uh, and sacrificed a lot of time and money all good information for our listeners Jody we talked about teamwork and trust being really essential in this business are there any other attributes that you want to point to that are really important regardless of the discipline that one happens to be in i guess you hit it on the head kind of discipline i think in a lot of sense the teamwork is a huge part but it's also yourself as far as discipline Um, i think a lot of stunt guys don't really hit their stride till they're a little bit older as far as getting bigger gags and and especially driving stuff, we don't give away driving stuff to, to mostly to the older guys, just because the, they need discipline and, and to be calm on a movie set. Yeah, discipline I think is a big thing. With I know when I was young, just getting into it, you start working a lot and you're getting your paychecks and you're kind of frivolous and you know like, oh, this is great. We're you know I'm making good money. I'm doing what I love. It's I get to make believe and then somewhere along the line it turns into a job, which isn't a bad thing, and you get more serious about it and really for me that was about 10 years ago where it got more serious and uh i the 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 discipline kicked in and the more i trained the more work i got so it was kind of a a happy medium what would you recommend to a young man or a young woman who thinks to themselves i'm i'm pretty athletic i'm on the wrestling team i do this i do that how would i get started you know get yourself on a movie set that's what i did as well as i got on a movie set as a background performer and once you get onto the movie set I think the big the biggest thing is just to find out if you can handle being on a movie set because it really isn't for everybody you might want to be a stunt performer but when you spend 12 14 16 hours sometimes hanging around and not doing anything and then all of a sudden you know your scene comes up and you got to perform for 30 seconds and that's it you know not everybody wants to do that there's definitely people that are you know, our workers and they want to be busy all the time. And that's the way I was when I first started. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if this is for me, but it, it, I've gotten to a certain, I've gotten evolved and now I do a lot of coordinating as well. So I stay busy during the day uh, with other stuff. But as far as the the new kids, definitely get yourself onto a movie set, do some research, find somebody that, you know, works in the movies. Um, I would suggest doing an acting class as well. Uh, really important as far as the stunt performer now where they they need you to act they want you to to have you know a certain repertoire of of acting credits or lessons or whatever to to go along with the stunts it's not just all about coming in and hitting the ground hard now you need to you need to act as well so that's a big demand that we've heard over the last few years from the directors as far as the women goes though the women are tougher than the guys really <laughs> as far as I'm concerned and because you know the girls are a lot of the time the girls are wearing mini skirts high heels and you know little flimsy blouses and they're getting thrown against bookcases you know it's the typical deadbeat dad or drunk guy throwing around the girl and uh, they're getting beat up and they're wearing next to nothing so those girls are the those girls are the tough 
performers for sure. You know, we're, we're guys, we're, we got pants and t-shirts on, we can hide stuff. Um, but those girls, when you got bare legs and you're not wearing any elbow pads or knee pads, which is kind of the two most important things you want to protect because those things get hurt the most. Point well taken. Well, Fred, we're just about up on time. Is there anything else that needs to be said before we wrap it up? No, I just like to, what I'm, what I'm taking away from this little chat with Jody, of course, and to our, our listeners is again, that, that need to be able to uh, contribute on a set and be aware that there is the potential for hours of boredom interrupted every now and again with moments of sheer terror when you're called upon to, to get all of your uh, energy up in a matter of moments. So lots of things to learn. And of course, a great way, uh, Jody suggests, is get on a set so you get the opportunity to, uh, to watch and learn. And I guess that's uh, what I'm what I'm taking away from this conversation. Absolutely. Well, hey, Jody, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you fitting this into uh, into your schedule. I know you're off to Vancouver again tomorrow to work on another television series, so we definitely appreciate your time. Well, thanks for having me, Marvin. I appreciate it, and it's always, uh, always good to talk to you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity. 